Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to sneak the Cardinal thing in here. It's just laughable. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Carson Wentz was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, happy Friday to you. Happy uh, feel good of Friday out there to you. And welcome in to another edition of the uh, Starting Lineup here on ESPN Radio. It's 98.9 The Game. We're live here on the 98.9 Jack FM Studios. And Travis Sparks talking here. Eric Fry is to my right. And he's back in the studio uh, yes. today. And we got some uh, good things to uh, talk about here on uh, today's Friday edition. Coming up here, I got some local sports to hit up on uh, from uh, last night. Had some uh, girls basketball action. Had a f- couple of uh, boys games, including uh, a couple at the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. And that will continue tonight and conclude uh, this weekend as well that we'll tell you about. And we'll also be uh, looking at uh, taking a peek at some uh, college basketball as well for uh, the weekend. Mentioned yesterday on the pod, I think it was, that uh, there's a big matchup tonight with uh, Gonzaga. And uh, we'll take a look at that. It's Gonzaga-UConn, I believe, there in Seattle. So, Overrated. Uh, well, <laughs> well, okay. Um, maybe maybe this year there's not a lot of, not a lot of hype for the Zags. Uh, no. This year, no. um, so we'll get to that, and of course, uh, we'll be taking a look at the uh, line eye matchup as well as they're finally back in action. It seems like it's been forever. It's been a week, and we need to get that bad, or not really bad loss, but we need to get that bad taste out of our mouths yep. after uh, Saturday. And we're gonna do something with Colgate because we're going to get the bad taste out of our mouths. Ah, I see what you did Yeah, I see. And uh, so that game's on uh, Sunday. It'll be right here on a 98.9. And then uh, following us will be the uh, Line Eye Guys or the Sports Spectacular, powered by the com, And they'll be uh, hitting up on that as well as some other uh, Line Eye news, of course. They'll get you up to date with everything with uh, football as well. Looks like uh, Johnny Newton, you know, he's just collecting accolades left yep. and right. And also it looks like he's going to be attending the NFL draft as well in April. As you said, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So uh, it's good uh, for Mr. Newton yep. there. And we'll hit up on uh, some uh, baseball news uh, that happened uh, there yesterday and even some uh, more news that became official just uh, about an hour ago or so. And so we'll hit up on uh, that news as well as we'll be doing our pick'em game as well. So we'll be talking in the football, 
NFL football. So that's what we're doing uh, later on today. And, man, what a matchup there on a Thursday night football. But it was a good thing, though, and we'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. As well as there was uh, some news on the uh, hockey world that I wanted to hit up on. Probably have to get into the pod with the St. Louis Blues. They were in action for the first time last night since Craig Berube uh, was let go. And fans let Jordan Cairo hear it after some pregame comments. And I got something to say about it coming up in the uh, pod. So make sure you download that wherever you find your favorite pods. We also will be talking some NFL and an unusual thing that happened in a certain vote yesterday, Travis. And why I am in agreement with the vote. And I'll tell you more about that coming up later on in the show. Okay, so stick around for that. So... Uh, of course, we're here until the noon hour, and whatever you don't get to, we'll get to in overtime of the uh, pod into the pod. So uh, that is what's upcoming here on this uh, Friday, December 15th, 2023. Glad you are joining us, however you are joining us. And we need to get things started, and uh, let's go ahead and let's jump start this program, shall we? And let's get it started with a thing we call First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And we're starting off here in uh, some uh, baseball. Had some uh, baseball news uh, there yesterday as uh, Shohei Otani was officially introduced as a Los Angeles Dodger. First time that he put on the L.A. hat, the um, jersey, and he was out there on the mound, even though he's not going to take the mound until 2025 at least. And he was also just taking some photos there with the uh, Dodgers. And, well, that wasn't the only uh, news of note that the Dodgers uh, made. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly time this occurred, but it looks like the uh, Dodgers, they are going to be getting some uh, pitching help because Otani's not going to be pitching this year. They are the ones that ended up uh, swinging for Tyler Glasnow, and so they acquired the trade yesterday and uh, just a little bit ago in an hour or so. He finalized a new deal with the Dodgers as well. I thought you were going to say how he finally found out that Shohei's dog's name is Decoy. Decoy? Decoy. Hmm. Why was that so secretive? Because it's a decoy, Travis. That's kind of not what I thought it was. I thought it was like Dodger. Dodger Yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. But or no, time-wise now. I know, right? Ugh. $135 million guaranteed. Uh, yeah, it is, is the new deal. Five years. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's four years. It's four years and 110 million in new money. So basically, they're taking on the one year and the the what 25, 35, something like that that he has now. Yeah, he's owed 25 million. Yep. Uh, so this season, they'll take that on, and then this new contract adds to it. Mm-hmm. So um, the total deal could get to 145 million if the Dodgers exercise a 30-year club option in year five. If not, Glasnow does have a 20-year player option. option. And of note, Jeff Passan noted, Travis, mm-hmm. no deferred money. Ah, yes. No deferred money. It's mm-hmm. going to be all paid up front. So uh, what do you think about this deal? First of all, let's talk about the deal, Travis. 
Well, I mean, uh, the big reason why the Dodgers swung the trade is because they got it on the hope that he would sign an extension. Oh, the trade and, wasn't going to go through unless he signed an extension. Right, so uh, that that needed to be done. Um, so, I mean, $135 million seems a lot. $110 million, I guess, seems like a lot for uh, Glasnow. Uh, but, I mean, I can't argue with the move. They needed a top-line starter. And they went out and got him. Yeah, and it would be close deal-wise to free agency what he would have gotten, you yeah, know. Probably. Um, so now let me ask you, Travis, as someone whose team needed starting pitching at the beginning of free agency, would you have done this deal? Would you have traded one or two top pitching prospects plus a position player, probably a Tyler O'Neill or someone like that, plus – Taking on eight million of Manny Margaret's deal, which is included in this trade, mm-hmm. and in the end, getting a thirty-year-old Tyler Glass now on a five-year, hundred thirty-five million dollar deal with an option for a sixth year, would you have made that trade in hindsight? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, being thirty years old, definitely love that. Those two thumbs up there. We don't need any more older pitchers. Um, you know, the we probably would have had to figure out another. A player to throw in there besides Margot. Yeah. There, I mean, we don't need another outfielder. Why would we trade like an Which outfielder is probably why for the outfielder? Talks didn't get off the ground with the Cardinals, if if we're honest. Yeah, probably so. Because but they probably want to do money this that they you know were trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess from from that perspective, I can see why the Cardinals didn't make the move if the if that's what the Rays were trying to do there. Uh, but yeah, uh, seeing what they got back in return, that all all they needed was a, a pitcher and an outfield prospect. Mm-hmm. I would have done it in a heartbeat. You know, it's hard, Travis, um, because you never know how uh, once a pitcher kind of hits thirty one, thirty two, mm-hmm. their velocity starts going down. Yeah. And stuff like that. And Glasnow has been a great pitcher, but he hasn't been a big strikeout guy. He's been more of a contact pitcher with a good defense behind him and stuff like that. Six years, that's a lot. You're talking year 36. Yeah. That you're with him. I don't know. And we were in on Glasnow. I say, yeah, you've also had been thrown in some conversations. I don't know if I do that. Yeah, and uh, I thought uh, one maybe thing that you would hesitate a little bit there with, uh, I thought that he was injured, and sure enough, yeah, in 2021, he did go under Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. But eh, it's not a debilitating injury as it once was. Right. You can come back from that. Right. I don't I have two Tommy John surgeries, but uh, definitely just one, you can come back from that. Well, and now, Travis, if you are looking for a starting pitcher, you're looking at Shane Bieber. Mm-hmm. because Bieber, Travis, comes with half the salary. So that's why the Guardians are asking more than what the Rays were for Tyler Glass now, because mm-hmm. it's only $12 million this year for Bieber. Right. Yeah, and whoever trades for uh, Bieber, and just like uh, Milwaukee's uh, Corbin Birds, they would have to, you would think, have to swing, okay, we'll trade for you, but you also need to sign an extension Mm -hmm. uh, with us so we can keep you around for a little bit longer because they would be uh, free agents uh, there, particularly Shane Bieber. uh, He would hit free agency after the year, so uh, that would be contingent on that. So, 
I mean, yeah, that's where you have to fo- – that's where teams will have to focus now. Yep. With yep. Uh, Bieber, Burns, and you also throw in Cease there as well. So you mentioned earlier the Dodgers, and we know that they're just building a juggernaut mm-hmm. in L.A. Yep, they're, they're trying to just stack their team. It makes baseball no fun. <laughs> I know. I'm going to dread the summer months. I'm going to dread <laughs> the fall. Um, the only thing I can hope is that Glasnow, like Shohei, goes out there and absolutely flops. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can hope for. Um, I did like you. You mentioned the beginning of this segment talking about Shohei's press conference. Yeah. One of the things he said, the biggest goal is to win that World Series. And personally, I have no experience. I have not experienced the playoffs yet. So that's one of the goals, too. Mm-hmm. It's a different pressure. And I've said that, especially when all the expectations are on you. Yeah. So uh, the other thing, Travis, that came out from uh, talking about the Cubs and Shohei, because you know I'm going to talk about the Cubs and Shohei. <laughs> the Cubs yeah. and Shohei, Travis. The Cubs it came out from uh, Bruce Levine on the Cubs' failed pursuit of Shohei. said the Cubs were very serious about Otani. They were in on him all the way. They had a serious bid that they were making. But unfortunately, Otani wasn't serious about the Cubs. He never came to see the Cubs from uh, what he was understanding. They had discussions with the agent, serious discussion, large bids, many years. But basically, in the end, Shohei never considered leaving Los Angeles. Hmm. He never thought of leaving Los Angeles. So all these talks about the Giants and all these talks about the Blue Jays, and everything, this was a two-team race the whole time, and really it was one team. It was the Dodgers the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. So, ugh. Again, you hijacked the sports world to do what we all planned on doing eight months ago. Thanks, Shohei. Um, he said that one of the reasons why he chose the Dodgers is because they told him that the last 10 years were a failure despite winning a World Series and making the playoffs every year. Uh, when I heard that, I knew they were all about winning. If you want to go to somewhere that fails, come to Chicago. We had 100 years of missing the World Series. Well, I mean... But that wasn't a failure, though. He was saying that they didn't. Yes, it they is. Traps, the 110 series. years of failures. Well, he doesn't want to fail. He wants to win. No. And the Cubs fails. were the Cubs were satisfied going 100 years. I can't a world wait series. till the Orioles beat the Dodgers in the World Series. That's the only thing I can hope for, Travis. <sighs> Everyone in America, besides out in Southern California, will be Orioles fans, no matter who they take on. As long as it's not the Yankees, please don't have it be the Yankees. Yeah, who are we going to cheer for there? No one. We're going to watch <laughs> football. No, we're not. Two biggest markets. Oh, I know. Ratings there. will be through the roof because there's enough fans of both of those exactly. two teams. But It's going to be in the box. Shoyo Otani against Yamamoto. Ugh. Can't wait for that. And a beardless uh, <laughs> Alex Verdugo. <laughs> Yankees should change their uh, policy on that, on the beards. Verdugo looks like a child. Yep. So, uh, I see that you have the breaking news that we were going to talk about uh, coming up. Uh, I don't know if you, we had time Ooh. to fit it in this uh, segment well, or not. We could just fit it in for the soundbite alone. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news in the NFL. It's official. Brandon Staley is fired. He's out as a Chargers head coach after that abysmal performance against the Raiders last night. So what should have been done at the beginning of the season is now official. 
Brandon Staley gone. Not from just the him, Travis, the GM as well. Mm. From reports I'm seeing. Mm, I didn't see that. I just see uh, the yep. tweet from Adam Schefter yep. there. So, haha, very nice. I mean, can you blame him after no. yesterday? No, after what last a, night. What a Absolutely. pitiful. I was getting updates on that game uh, while I was doing the Altamont Girls game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And mm. uh, I'm just like, I'm just talking to Derek back here at the studio, and I'm like, are you serious? That's the score? Yeah. Are you serious? That's the score at That has at to be half a time. typo. <laughs> yeah. But, Travis, I know one thing you were happy about. Uh-huh. It was a score. It was a score gummy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit. Yeah. I got something to say uh-huh. about that that I saw that Staley said after the game. But, yeah, so that was the, uh, the breaking news there in the NFL, but – uh, back to baseball before we uh, left the segment, and I saw that uh, the a uh, former St. Louis Cardinal pitcher decided to uh, sign with a team, and uh, Jack Flaherty is going to Detroit. Yep, one-year deal. Mm-hmm. One-year, $14 million, I think it was. Yep, he's not the only Cardinal pitcher, Travis. Uh, Michael Waka uh-huh. going to the Kansas City Royals Ah, on a multi-year deal. Going to the other side of the state. Two, I think two years, 35 mil, somewhere along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this means, Travis, is this is now the third signing by the Royals this offseason. They have caught you, and they've lapped us three times as far as free agent signings. Mm. So we are they being lapped us. by the Royals at this point. <laughs> yeah. That makes me think NL Central champs. Mm-hmm. Long postseason runs. <laughs> sure. Hmm. Uh, can this off season be over? No, I don't want the season to start either. I'm. It's just getting underway. I'm done with baseball. <laughs> it's just getting underway. I'm gonna be one of those guys who, as soon as the football season ends, I'm gonna start getting ready for the draft and free agency and everything like that. And I don't care about football. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start this year because I don't want to watch baseball this year. <laughs> yeah. But you and me both could be in for another uh, long season yep. there upcoming. So uh, that was our uh, baseball talk for the day. So we'll just not talk about it for the rest of the uh, weekend. You. So uh, <laughs> we'll move on to other things. We're onward and upward here on the starting lineup. And we're back talking about uh, some local sports from last night and get you set for the uh, schedule for this evening as well as take a peek at the weekend as well. And that's on the way here on the start lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. My name is Sadie. I enjoy long walks on the beach. I love hugs and getting scratched behind my ears. But I really need a family to love. We get letters like this all the time. This is Dr. Chad Ely at FNM Veterinary Clinic. If you're looking for the perfect family Christmas gift, choose one that will love you back unconditionally. Consider adopting a pet from one of the local animal shelters. Merry Christmas from Effingham Veterinary Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive, and on Facebook. For more than 40 years, the experienced trial attorneys at Bruno Law Offices have been defending good people throughout central Illinois. If you're facing criminal charges in state or federal court, trust Bruno Law Offices to protect you. 
And to do it with First Class Offices has a five-star Google rating and a proud reputation for winning in the courtroom. Look us up online to learn how we can help you. If you are ever in an unfortunate accident, Dan Heck's Body Repair Department, located behind our main showroom, is ready to get you back on the road quickly. We work with every insurance company. We offer alternative transportation, and we guarantee our work to your satisfaction. Remember, you determine who repairs your car. Had a wreck? Go to Heck. Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or danheck.com online. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CONTROL to 200-300 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your no doctor's office visits required. Text the word control to 200-300 to get started today. That's control to 200-300. And now. And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I'll tell you what. It's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. Welcome to the dark side of the starting lineup. Coming up, we're going to be talking to some uh, local sports here, some local high school basketball that happened there uh, last night. And we'll start off with a game that was on our family of networks over on our sister station at Jack FM as it was the Altamonte Lady Indians picking up a, another win in the NTC as they end up winning this one 87-63, points for the Lady Indians last night. And once again, I tell you, the third quarter, uh, Altamont got going again because this game was really close in uh, the uh, first mm-hmm. half. And then in the second half, they started pulling away and ended up winning by that uh, margin of victory uh, there. So second half team are the Lady Indians, and Eric was there to witness it last night. Yeah. And, and also Grace Nelson dropping a lot of points last night as well oh, yeah. in yeah. the second half particular. Uh, particularly in that second half. It was like 30. Yeah, 30 points in the second half alone. Man. Yeah. Ended up with 48 on the night. Yeah. Uh, Altamont, though, you know, you mentioned about, you know, and I, I mentioned um, the third quarter thing. You know, they had more points in the second quarter than in the third quarter. 
The difference right. was was Count Herrick beat your city, hung with them in the second quarter. Yeah. They couldn't hang with them in the third, and they really couldn't in the fourth. Mm-hmm. The fourth quarter, Altamont had 26 points wow. in the fourth quarter alone yeah. uh, compared to just 12 for the Bobcats. And fouls piled up for, for Count Herrick Beecher City. A lot of their starters were in foul trouble at the end of the first half, and it continued into the second half. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that affected their play, obviously. Um, but Altamont... It wasn't a perfect night. No. They had 11 turnovers. It's quite a few turnovers for Altamont. They forced 24. Yeah, you'll take that. You'll take that. You'll take Um, it when you're getting that many turnovers. But a lot of those, you know, they had six turnovers in the first half. Mm -hmm. And they got out-rebounded in the first half 17-9, Travis. Mm -hmm. So, again, not a great first half. Uh, They were only 13-30 from the field. They were 3 of 10 from the three-point line. Those aren't great numbers for a half of basketball. No. But still, Travis, 41 points in the first half alone. And mm. credit to County Beach City, 39 points in the first half. Right, yeah. There are a lot of Garrels games around here that end with that as a final score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got both those teams got that in a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see even 87 no. uh, too often. No, you don't. And that's what happens when Altamont plays their style of basketball. Midway through the second quarter, they kind of switched into a zone defense and started forcing a lot more turnovers and getting easy transition buckets. And they continued that in earnest in the second half and getting right. to the free throw lines. And, yes, it, everyone sees the big number from Grace, 48 points. But Lurkins had a big night as well, 12 points. A lot mm-hmm. of that came at the free throw line. She was down low, forcing her way to the basket. A couple and ones as well she got. Yeah. So uh, good effort there. And then Peyton Osteen with 10 points as well. Really, as Coach said post game, you know, everyone offensively contributed. Yeah, everyone did. contributed, whether it was scoring or passing, finding the open looks. And, you know, Grace, she had 48, but Travis, she could have had more. There were a couple times at the end of that first half, end of the third quarter, she was driving to the basket, but instead looked, found her open teammate, passed to the teammate who put it up and in. So mm-hmm. uh, that is great ball court awareness. Great vision from a good player, yeah, and uh, results in a win for Altamont. Yeah, it's definitely uh, done uh, that this season uh, in particular there. And yeah, you like to see uh, three girls in a double figures yep. there uh, for Altamont, and uh, they pick up another win and they continue the winning streak. So yep. Eric can continue doing uh, girls basketball games because I told him if he <laughs> lost his game, he could not do anymore because he would stop the streak. The streak is still going. Six wins in a row for the Lady Indians now, and also. 5-0 and in the National Trail Conference. However, I will say, Travis, I did have multiple people come up to me and say, oh, you're not Travis last <laughs> night. So, well, so you know. maybe I won't do very many Altamont <laughs> nah, Girls games anymore. Nah, you did a good job last night. I definitely <laughs> uh, tuned in on the broadcast. Uh, I can't I can't stay too far away from <laughs> girls from basketball for a night. So uh, the Indians are also 8-2. and two. On the season, uh, Cowden, uh, they were led in scoring by a Rodman. Uh, she yep. had 19, and Carly Smith had a 16. The double-figure scorers there for CHBC. But uh, just too much Altamont there in uh, the uh, second half uh, there. And Altamont gets a uh, week off as their next game is not until uh, Woodlawn on Thursday. Yep, one week. Uh, there for the girls 
there. Elsewhere in the girls' basketball last night, we had the crosstown rivalry with FEM and St. Anthony. It was FEM picking up the win, 71-61 over uh, St. A. St. A actually had a good start there. They led 21-16 in the first quarter, and they held on to that lead at halftime. Uh, but FEM started getting it going there. Particularly, they won in the fourth quarter, 25-14. to 14, Outscored the Bulldogs uh, there as it was uh, Alyssa Martin, 21 points. And Bella Austin also had 21 in the game as well. Uh, Wolf had 17 in the contest as well. Uh, St. Anthony was boosted by uh, Vonderheide. She had 25, but most importantly, that Nancy Ruhal was back in the lineup. And I told uh, someone... Uh, here, I can't remember if it was Dominic or uh, Derek here at the studio, uh, that if Nancy Ruhal was in the lineup, this game could be close. Maybe even it was you. You told me. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, th- I knew we were talking. Somebody I was talking to somebody about it. Nancy Ruhal back in the lineup. She scored 24, and uh, those two led the way for St. A. But, uh, hey, you know, they had the lead for a while, but FEM, great team in uh, wins the rivalry game there by 10 mm-hmm. over St. A. And elsewhere in the uh, NTC, we had uh, uh, Windsor's Two Straws make the uh, trek up to uh, Tuscola as uh, Tuscola won this one. And it was a 40-38 to 38 game. But, man, I tell you, Two Straws is always going to give you a game uh, there. Tuscola led by one after the first quarter. We actually had the lead at halftime. There did the hatchets, and then really Tuscola outscored them by five in the uh, third quarter, and really that was the difference there as Tuscola hangs on there to win by two as it was back and forth in the fourth quarter there as it looks like Wittenberg led the way for uh, Stu as she had 11 in the uh, contest. Looks like Moss had 14 for the Warriors to pick up the uh, dub there. It was North Clay winning over Red Hill, 48-31. And this one, I uh, was considered an upset as uh, Brownstown, as St. Elmo gets a uh, great win uh, against mm-hmm. Nioga, 66-64. to uh, 64. Is this anarchy? No, it's just National Trail Conference basketball as the ha- uh, Bombers win this in overtime. Nioga, they had the lead in the first half. They led at halftime, but Brownstown slowly got back in it and they outscored them 18-13 to 13 there to tie things up after regulation. And Brownstown ends up outscoring them by two in the uh, extra session uh, there. It looks like Dana Hazlitt led the way. She had 16 points. Seaball had 15. Williams had uh, 12 for uh, Brownstown and Nioga was led in scoring by Campbell. She had 24. Yazo had uh, Richards with 19. Osborne with double figures as well with 11. But uh, Brownstown picking up the big win there against Nioga only. Nioga's second loss on the uh, season. And uh, Brownstown is also doing really well. Uh, this season. So that's a big win in the NTC for Brownstown. In the Apollos, Taylorville over Pena, 65 to 28. The Lincoln Prairie, it was a Sarah Gordo with the uh, narrow win against the uh, Cumberland Pirates as they win this one. 39 to 35 was the uh, final score. Looks like uh, Sarah Gordo really won the first half. Cumberland tried to come back there in the second, but their comeback attempt fell a little bit short. Uh, there, no uh, double-figure scorers for uh, the Pirates. Nine was the leading scorer as Dittimore uh, there as Hill led the way for Sarah Gordo in the 
narrow four-point win. Mm-hmm. It was Arcola over Heritage, 62-11. to Sullivan with the big winner over Unity Christian as well, 53-16. And it was Arthur over Argenta, 47-29. Uh, we also had a, a game between Tetopolis and Newton, and it was Tetopolis picking up the win. 48-42 to was the uh, final score uh, there. As it looks like uh, Probst, that's Chloe Probst, led the way for Tetopolis. She had 16 in the game. That was only a double-figure score there for T-Town. Ruha had 8, uh, but Newton was led by Cameron Martin. She had 14, and so did Kessler as well, having 14 points as well. Looks like it was a close uh, first half. The Topless had the four-point lead at halftime, and they uh, continue that trend in the third as Newton actually outscored them in the fourth quarter, but their comeback attempt also fell a little bit short there for the Eagles. It was Olney with a win over Fairfield, 38-18. Robinson defeats Oblong Powhut, 69-30. It was Clinton over uh, Roanoke-Benson, 56-23. And Waverly over Litchfield, 35-22. In boys basketball last night at the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament, it was Patoka in the consolation bracket over Ramsey. And that one was 78-72 was the uh, final score. And uh, it was also in the uh, uh, championship bracket. It was Windsor picking up the win over the number one seed, Hillsborough, 72-67. This was a high-scoring game in the first quarter. Hillsboro, 31 points in the opening quarter, and uh, Stu had uh, 21, and uh, Stu won this run really in the third quarter. They outscored him 22 to 10 in that quarter, and that was ultimately the difference there. Uh, Gurgle led the way, 26. Meinhardt had 23, and Sayers had 10 points, and McIntosh led the way for Hillsboro. He had 26. Stewart had 21 in the contest as well. So. Uh, we have uh, Windsor's two straws moving on in that side of the uh, bracket uh, there. So they'll uh, slide into the uh, championship and uh, they'll await the winner. There, I have the brackets pulled up. Uh, Batoka, they uh, are going to go to the uh, Consolation Championship as they'll take on the winner of Mulberry Grove and Count Harry Peter City tonight. And uh, Windsor will meet the winner of the uh, St. Elmo and a Cumberland game. Uh, tonight as well. That's at 7:45. Uh, Hillsborough slides into the third place game there on Saturday at six o'clock, and Ramsey slides into the seventh place game there, starting off the day in St. Elmo at three o'clock on a Saturday. There. Uh, let's see elsewhere other tournament action. We had North Clay pick up the win over Wayne City, 59 to 45. So North Clay will advance to uh, Saturday's uh, final session there in Wayne City. And uh, they'll be playing at 4 o'clock in the fifth place game on a Saturday. And who they'll face is will be decided uh, tonight uh, there with the matchups at the Wayne City tournament. Mm-hmm. We also had some regular season action in the Apollo with Charleston getting the win over Effingham. 62-33 was the final. Charleston led by 8 after 1, and they extended that out in the second and third quarters. Uh, there, uh, Bachhorn led the way for the Hearts. He had 10 that was the only double-figure scorers there for the Hearts. Uh, so we had a little upset in the League of Prairies. OPH over Villa Grove, 68-64 was the final. Uh, we also had some junior high girls basketball last night at the state level, and it was a single St. Michael finishing in second place as they fell in the championship game to Washington St. Patrick, and it was 38-30. to final there so single st michael still a, a great season there finishing in second place 
there at the 1A state tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Paris Crestwood finishing third as they won against Armstrong Ellis, 40-15. to In the 3A state tournament at Litchfield, unfortunately, they will finish in fourth place as this one was an 18-9 final score in that one. And in the 4A uh, state tournament, we had Muhammad Seymour. They fell to Bolingbrook, Jane Adams, 38-22. to And in the championship game, Mount Zion also uh, fell as well. Dunlap won that one, 41-34 was the final score. Schedule for today, like I mentioned, at the St. Elmo Tournament, Cumberland, they're in action against SEB, 7-45 this evening, and you can hear that over on WCRA. And Cumberland, St. Elmo, here we go, semifinals. Yes, Travis, and I did some research on this game, Uh huh. and I have an interesting tidbit for you. Okay. Okay, so Cumberland joined the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament back in 2015, so they mm-hmm. haven't even been in it 10 years, especially with COVID knocking right, out yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Since 2015, these two teams have met three times in this tournament. Mm-hmm. 2015-2017 for the championship. Last year, it was third place. St. Elmo Brownstown has won every game. Mm. Cumberland's 0-3 against St. Elmo at the Holiday Tournament. Mm-kay. They've also met six times in the regular season since 2015. Uh-huh. Cumberland's 6-0 in those games. Have never lost to St. Elmo Brownstown in the regular season. Really? How odd. It is. There's something about that gym at tourney time hmm. where St. Elmo, I feel, plays a different level Yeah, than they do during the regular season. Because mm-hmm. that was no Cumberland doubt. 6-0 at St. Elmo and at Cumberland. They've won both places. Hmm. So Cumberland's going to try and get the monkey off their back tonight and try and get their first win over St. Elmo Brownstown in this holiday tournament. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, we always talk about their struggles in the gym, mm-hmm. but it's not the gym. It's nope. the tournament. It's the tournament. After all. They can't beat St. Elmo <laughs> in December. Hmm. January, February, they're fine. Yeah. Including one year they they lost to him in the tournament and then played him January 2nd and beat him. Hmm. So, like, literally a week later. Yeah. There's just something about playing that tournament hmm. that the Pirates can't get over St. Elmo. Interesting. And I think Coach said it right. It's the emotion. Cinema comes out with a lot of emotion to begin the games. The Pirates dig a hole then, and they just can't quite dig their way out of it. Right. Yeah, so uh, Cumberland, uh, they'll have to throw in uh, the wrench in the plane of an all-NTC final for the championship there. And we'll see what happens tonight there in St. Elmo. Elsewhere in the NTC, we got South Central. They're at Martinsville, Nioga. They're hosting Arcola. And St. Anthony had a Dietrich. That is a juicy matchup. Uh, they're looking forward to uh, that one. I'll be keeping my eye on that score tonight. Uh, Muhammad Seymour, they are at Lincoln. Full slate in the Lincoln Prairie. Central A&M hosting Oka Valley, Blue Ridge, and Argenta. Uh, Villa Grove at Attica, Shelbyville at Sullivan, Macon Meridian hosting Arthur, Tri-County at Salt Fork, Arthur Ocock Christian at Heritage. We also have a big one in the LIC, Newton is at Robinson, Casey hosting Fairfield. Before you move on from that, mm-hmm. they're honoring the Robinson State Championship game tonight uh, team that won the state title going into the Hall of Fame, including Mr. Miles Leonard, who's going to be Miles in Robinson Leonard. tonight. Yes. Nice. So... If you're looking for a place Big to go night. to see a, an NBA star, go to Robinson. Mm-hmm, definitely. So I remember that team very well. Oh, yeah. he he. On social media, you can find a great picture of him dunking over St. Teresa. I remember guy. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dunk a good pick. is legendary. A good pick. That yes. dunk is legendary. So, uh, for sure. They're celebrating the whole team going in the Robinson Sports Hall of Fame, I saw. 
So he will be there, he said. I'm pretty sure that the year that Robinson won state, that FEM beat him in the regular season. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I have to do some research on that one. The Battle of the Tigers, it's all me hosting at Paris. Marshall's at Lawrenceville. Evansville is at Mount Carmel. Warrensboro Latham against Murrow Forsyth. Vandalia hosting Hillsboro. Yeah, Hillsboro kind of odd that they're uh, participating in the St. Elmo tournament, but also in a conference matchup uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, that's just how the schedule works out there. Uh, Gillespie is hosting uh, Carlinville, Litchfield at Pena, Greenville hosting Staunton and North Mac at Piasol. We also have a couple of girls basketball matchups as well. Mattoon at Mount Zion, Muhammad hosting Taylorville, and Hillsboro is at Vandalia as well in uh, that one as well mm-hmm. so uh we'll be uh, posting the uh, final scores on that one and you can check out the schedule for uh, tomorrow again no matter where cumberland plays whether it's the championship or in the third place game i'll have coverage over on wcra yep. six o'clock or seven thirty for third place or championship no robinson beat effingham 78 72 on december 4th that year i remember sometime we we beat them oh you played twice uh, January of course 15th. we did because they were in the Apollo. Yep, January fifteenth, you beat them fifty-four, fifty-two. Yes. Boom. Yes, you are you are correct, good sir. They were in the Apollo at that time. They That's were. why we played yep. twice. Yep, yep, yep. So, boom. One of just a few losses that year for Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the way, according to the website I'm looking at, we are still waiting on a score from that uh, February fifth Paris Robinson game. Don't have a reported mm. score for that one. So. Maybe that was snowed out. If you know out. that score, go ahead and put it up there. Maybe that was snowed out yes. or something. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's uh, local sports, and we'll have much to talk about on Monday as well, and we might even have some uh, other news on Monday as well as that uh, we're also taking a peek at that uh, vote for districts is supposed to be yep. coming out very soon. That's the deadline to submit votes mm-hmm. this weekend mm-hmm. or on Monday. So uh, we'll definitely have some news about that uh, next week for Christmas. We might get a Christmas present. Christmas gift. And it's districts. Depending how you want to look at it. <laughs> exactly. It'll be either a great gift or it'll be a pair of socks for some teams. A tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's more like Father's Day. Uh, though, but uh, that does it for a local sports conversation. And coming up, we're going to be talking to some NFL, and we already had the breaking news about the Chargers. Uh, Staley, coach, getting fired. So we'll talk about that game actually, and then we'll take a look at the weekend up ahead here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. 
Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Oh, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the tailgater who's testing the laws of physics with a table and a grill and six camping chairs all balanced on the roof of a small sedan. Make that four camping chairs. Why would you pay a rate based on anyone else? Get a rate based on you with DriveWise and the Allstate app. Not available in California. Subject to terms and conditions. Some states' participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, a rate could increase with high-risk driving. Safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. And now, so we teased it all show. Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues snapped their four-game losing streak when they beat the Ottawa Senators 4-2 yesterday. Blues now 14-14-1 on the season. They will host Dallas tomorrow night. Missouri Tigers head to the west side of the state to take on Seton Hall Sunday afternoon. The Billikens will host Louisiana Tech tomorrow. Other college basketball action tomorrow. Lindenwood will visit IUPUI. Missouri State is at Tulsa. Southern Illinois is on the road against Wichita State. On Sunday, Southeast Missouri State hosts Lindsey Wilson, and Eastern Illinois welcomes Blackburn. The Bulls snapped a two-game skid with a 124-116 victory over the Heat in Miami. Colby White led all scorers with 26 to go along with a game-high 11 assists for the double-double. Usevich also recorded a double-double, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and Io DeSumo finished with 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists off the bench. Chicago's playing a lot better without Zach Levine out there. They're now 10-16. and 16. They visit the Heat again tomorrow night. The Blackhawks got crushed by the Kraken 7-1 out in Seattle. Chicago is now 9-19-1 on the season. They will host Vancouver on Sunday. Northwestern will visit DePaul tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. Game starts at 4.30. Notre Dame welcomes Georgetown to play as well as other college action Sunday. Illinois State is at home against North Dakota State. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Uh, Travis Marks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports on the Reads. Look at Eric taking a side swipe at uh, Zach Levine right there during his Sports on the Read there. Yeah, not yet, but maybe incoming there. So uh, let's hit up on uh, some NFL. Like we mentioned there, the breaking news that Brandon Staley is out as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and also the general manager has been fired as well. Not quite sure what happened. Well, 63 points put on you will do that to you, especially there in the first half. It's 42 to nothing there at halftime. They're like, oh boy, here we go. The charge didn't know the Chargers were quite this bad, uh, but I mean, Justin Herbert out, but this was terrible. And the Chargers, I can't remember exactly where I picked them in my playoff predictions at the beginning of the season, but 
I'm pretty sure I think I had him in the playoffs. I'm I'm done with the Chargers. They got to get a new head coach, which, you know, Pat McAfee threw out Bill Belichick. And, I mean, also it has to be an intriguing job as well for, uh, I mean, Coach Harbaugh is going to be doing, going to be in Chicago. But if he wants to take a look at the Chargers job, potentially with uh, Justin Herbert as a project, uh, there he can take that on. But 63 points put up by the Raiders. This was the same team that just had a 3 to nothing game with the Vikings, and then uh, they dropped 63. Like, they scored zero points last week, and now all of a sudden they dropped 63 on them. That is uh, crazy, insane. I think this is, like, the first time ever that in a season uh, where uh, two different teams have scored 60-plus points and uh, – Coach Staley dodged the questions last night of whether he wants to remain as the Chargers coach. Turns out this morning it didn't matter. And he's like, well, this game, it happens in the NFL. The games like this happen. Coach Staley, they literally do not happen. It was a scoregami. It was a unique score. This has never happened before. It's literally this final score has never been done before in the NFL. So that statement is accurate. And you're now out as the head coach there of the Chargers uh, and uh, the uh, Raiders well you know they're six and eight on the season and only Chargers are five and a nine and now as man the over under was set at 34 and a half and I wouldn't have blamed you if you went the under but uh, that hit pretty early on there in the first half if you uh, did decide to go under whoopsie uh, 63 points they're in a route against the Chargers Coming up this weekend, uh, we got some uh, playoff um, implications. I mean, like I said, it's a battle with everyone in the AFC. Uh, and the Vikings and Bengals matchup, both teams are 7-6, and six, fighting for playoff positioning there in Cincinnati. Currently, Bengals favored by three. Uh, Steelers and uh, Colts, and the Colts are favored by a point and a half here. Playoff implications there. And the Broncos and Lions will also be on Saturday as well. Lions favored by four and a half here as the Lions, they're trying to uh, get things right after taking that loss to the uh, Bears and the Broncos. They're trying to fight for playoff positioning as well at seven and six. So it's a triple header for you tomorrow. And that's, all those games are on the NFL Network, by the way, if you're wondering. Uh, Bears, uh, they are in action against Cleveland. And Bears fighting for playoff positioning, I guess, so is Cleveland, excuse me. Uh, the Bucks and the Packers. Bucks trying to win the division at six and seven. <laughs> Packers, uh, they are at six and seven as well. Texans against the uh, Titans. Uh, Jets up against the uh, Dolphins in Miami. The Chiefs are in in New England with everything that's swirling around. Coach Belichick, he's on to Kansas City, and uh, so it is as well. I uh, loved that, that the rumors last night, of course, this week was Taylor Swift's birthday. I think it was on Tuesday, I believe. But apparently Entertainment Tonight is just now becoming aware that uh, Travis Kelsey plays in the NFL. And it's pretty important to be at practice instead of at a birthday party, whether it's your girlfriend or not. Or wife, according to Tony Romo. Uh, the Giants and Tommy DeVito will lead the Giants into New Orleans, into the Superdome against the uh, Saints, Falcons up against the uh, Panthers. 
Uh, Commanders up against my Rams. Rams fighting for playoff positioning at 6 and 7. 49ers, uh, they are in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. 12 point favorites are the Niners. We got the Cowboys, Bills. That's a great matchup at 325 window. Buffalo favored by 2.5 in that one. Buffalo trying to keep their playoff hopes alive after that big win against Kansas City last week. Ravens and the Jaguars on NBC, uh, the Sunday night game. And the Monday night game is in Seattle as it's Philly against the Seahawks. Ugh, who do I cheer for there? I don't know. All right, so we're up against it, and we need to close this thing out, and let's close it out talking about some college b-ball as we are going to be transitioning to the Illini guys coming up after us. So we're talking about college basketball to close this out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, philosophy, you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comp to business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now... Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original, not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep, yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, we say a smidge a bit longer. And right now, uh, we're going to close it out uh, talking about uh, some college basketball. As finally, it seems like forever, that Illinois is uh, back in action. And uh, we're going to get things right here. This is a get-right game against uh, Colgate. And it's going to be right here on this station at noon, high noon on a Sunday. So forget about NFL football for the first half of the opening window. The Cowboys and Bills don't play until 325, so that's perfectly okay. And it's Colgate, Illinois. Illinois trying to bounce back after their loss against Tennessee. And I don't have a line here on this because college basketball doesn't uh, come up with lines until about the day before uh, it starts. So... Uh, Illinois trying to get right here before bragging rights coming up against Mizzou mm-hmm. on Sunday. Sunday, kind of an odd thing. 
It is. They're at the State Farm Center. Uh, but uh, I mentioned that big matchup uh, with the Zags as it's going to be a number five UConn against number 10 against Zaga there in uh, Seattle this evening. And, of course, proving Eric's point right, Connecticut is favored by four in this one. Told you. But UConn is number five. Gonzaga is number 10. So there's that. Uh, action on top 25 uh, tomorrow. You got LSU against number 19 at uh, Texas and the Hail Guys Showcase in Houston. Uh, LaSalle against number 24, Miami. Ooh, uh, Kansas is in Indiana this weekend. Number two, Kansas at 1130. Nice. Uh, number six, Baylor is at the four and five, Sparty, Michigan State. Uh, number 20, James Madison against Hampton at Texas A&M. And number four, Houston. And number 13 at Clemson against Memphis, FAU against St. Bonaventure in the Basketball Hall of Fame Classic in Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. This one's a good one. Number one, Arizona against number three at Purdue. It's the Indy Classic there at the Pacers Arena. That's at Gamebridge Fieldhouse there in Indy. And if you're searching for this one, you're going to have to go to Peacock. Uh, it's exclusively on Peacock. Uh, well, good thing I'm already subscribed. And the CBS Sports Classic in Atlanta at the Hawks Stadium. You got number nine, North Carolina, against number 14, Kentucky. Uh, you also got a number 25, Northwestern, after their embarrassing loss the other day. They're up against DePaul at Wintrust. Uh, number 22, Virginia, against Northeastern. Alabama, number eight, Creighton. Oklahoma hosts Green Bay. Georgia State at 18, BYU. And a Tennessee there against NC State, also in the Hall of Fame series in San Antonio. Maybe that's the Alamo. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it says the Spurs Stadium, maybe. Uh, but that's a look at uh, college basketball. And uh, the uh, Sports Spectacular, powered by the IlliniGuys.com, will be uh, coming up here. And uh, they'll be talking more about that Illinois game against Colgate on Sunday. And, again, everything that happens with the uh, Johnny Newton and the draft and whatnot and him acquiring accolades as well. And women's basketball is on Sunday as well. They're playing a doubleheader there, as I mentioned, there at the State Farm Center. And uh, Illini against Colgate. And then will be the bragging rights on the women's side as it's Illinois versus Mizzou following that game on Sunday. So that'll do it for us here on the Trustful Show. Coming up in the pod, we got a pick 'em as well as we got some NHL stuff to say about the things that occurred there in St. Louis last night. So got something to say about that on the way. And right now here on ESPN Radio is the Sports Spectacular powered by the Illinois.com. And catch us in the pod. If not, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And we've got some stuff to uh, clean up from the uh, pod or here on the pod. Uh, we got Pick'em uh, coming up. We got some uh, football Pick'em. We got uh, a couple of games in the NFL. And I almost forgot it's bowling season as we got bowl games mm-hmm. as well. Who could forget? Who could forget? Well, I mean, we bowl, have- bowls like the Myrtle Beach Bowl, 
the avocado from Mexico Cure Bowl. No, not that one. We have the uh, New Orleans Bowl and the uh, the very first one. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Those are the two bowls you can hear tomorrow on 99 of the Game. We'll be picking mm-hmm. those coming up in just a little bit. So we got that for uh, Pick'em. And uh, Eric mentioned on his uh, sports on our head there about the uh, NHL, about the with the Blues winning the game. But yep. there was a lot more that uh, went into that uh, there after the uh, firing of Craig Bruby mm-hmm. there and Jordan Cairo making some comments in the post game and being emotional uh, after the game in the locker room. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. And I totally missed the state sports history yesterday. I said I was going to do it. And so we'll recap that from yesterday and get to the weekend as well for what happened in this date. So uh, I was on a Cardinal rant. That's okay. There That's yesterday okay. and I was mad. So I got sidetracked and I completely forgot. And we're going to talk, uh, speaking of the Cardinals, we'll talk some uh, MLB too. I, I, uh, we were done. Nope. I thought we were done. We've had more stuff come out. Oh, jeez. About what? Uh, well, I'll just start off with this, Travis. Max Scherzer is going to be out until mid-season after back surgery. So Max Scherzer out for the Rangers. So, Travis, look for them to possibly be, be getting back into the starting pitcher market for the Rangers. Possibly a reuniting with Jordan Montgomery. Mm, yeah. So. There's that. That just came out a little bit ago. Hmm. Plus, the Royals have also reached another deal with Hunter Renfro. So, they've now passed you, Travis, and they've lapped us four times. I was going to say, I think I've, I did see yep. that Renfro signing. Yep. Former Jags employees facing a serious penalty after pleading guilty in federal court on Thursday to stealing more than $22 million from the NFL franchise over a four-year period. Former Jags financial employee Amit Patel is facing a maximum of 30 years in prison and a $500,000 fine. Mm. That is not good. No. He used stealing over $22 million and using some of that money to purchase a condo in Ponta Verde Beach, Florida, a Tesla Model 3 sedan, cryptocurrency, chartering private jets, a luxury hotel stay, a country club membership, and luxury wrist watches. Nice. The Browns have officially signed veteran quarterback Joe Flacco to a one-year deal. The move mm-hmm. ends Flacco's tenure on the practice squad after the 38-year-old started the past two games with Cleveland. It, the ESPN reports the deal includes $4.05 million in incentives that are based on winning through the remainder of the season. Flacco will make $75,000 for each of the remaining four regular season games that the Browns win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about Shohei. Clayton Kershaw. Yep. Speaking of the Dodgers. Still deciding on whether or not he'll re-sign with the Dodgers next season. The three-time NL Cy Young Award winner says he is discussing with his wife about where he will play next season. Kershaw is currently recovering from surgery to repair a uh, glenohumeral ligaments and his shoulder capsule. 35-year-old left-hander underwent the procedure on November 3rd. Says he feels like he can return in the summer. Kershaw has spent his whole MLB career with the Dodgers and posted a 13-5 record with a 2.46 ERA last season. Travis, you're going back, right? Seeing that team, oh, yeah. you're going back. Oh, yeah, you're definitely. You're going back for one more. If you weren't going to go back now, <laughs> before, oh, you're got, definitely going now. We got a lot now. of good people on this team. Ah, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Yeah. I'm walking away. Right. Uh, 
Speaking of the Rangers, Travis, they're adding an arm to their World Series champion pitching staff. Texas signed injured free agent right-handed starter Tyler Molly to a two-year $22 million contract. Molly made five starts for the Twins last season before undergoing season-ending Tommy John surgery in May. 20-year-old has posted a 33-41 and 41 record with a career 430 ERA through 122 starts split with the Twins and the Reds. Molly's recovery from Tommy John surgery replaced his potential return to the mound around the All-Star break. So that... Uh, Trainer's room there for the Rangers. Scherzer, yeah. Molly, and shares uh um DeGrom. Yeah. That it's busy. 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 Yep. busy. Have to get a ticket to yes. get in there. Yes. <laughs> Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow is coming back to school for his senior season. Milrow made the announcement yesterday on the next round show. The Crimson Tide signal caller finished sixth in this year's Heisman Trophy voting. After being benched in week three against South Florida, Milrow has led Alabama to 11 straight wins. During that streak, he has combined for 28 touchdowns, turned the ball over five times. Tide will take on Michigan in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. I mean, yeah, you might as well. Might as well. Might and as well it, it wasn't like he was going to be a top. 10 pick or anything so yeah uh pga tour and a u.s group are nearing a three billion dollar deal that's right um u.s sports team owners and the pga tour is imminent the tour is still hoping to reach a similar agreement with saudi arabia's public investment fund sources told espn on friday the agreement with strategic sports group a um group of billionaire team owners that includes Tom Warner and John Henry of the Red Sox, Arthur Blank from the Falcons, and Wick Grossbeck from the Celtics would infuse more than $3 billion into a new for-profit entity PGA Tour Enterprises. Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and I think, Travis, that is – that's all I got right now. That's all you got. Yep. All right. Very well. All right, so let's get let's get to pick 'em here. Pick That's em. where I want to go next. Okay. Football pick 'em. Yep. I mean, this just seems to be a good paper to write on as any. Four, four games this week. We will not have an NFL game on Sunday because the Illini will be in action. So only four games this week, Travis. So we'll it's start. set down for this one. That's right. We'll start with Saturday. And I bet you thought I was going to say college. But no, we're starting with the pros on Saturday, Travis. Steelers at Colts have been flexed to Saturday. Colts mm -hmm. minus one and a half. What do you got? Yep. Ah, man, there's some... Steelers legends calling the culture it's over. into it's question. Hire <laughs> uh, their coach who's never had a losing season. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I got the Colts here. Colts. I will go Steelers, Travis, and here's why. Because Mike Tomlin does not have losing seasons. No. So he's going to pick up a win here. Still got a couple more weeks, though. I know. But so. he's going to pick up a win here. Start that momentum. Okay. Uh, we'll just go to the NFL game on Sunday. Bears at the Browns. Browns minus three and a half, Travis. I'll go first on this one. Give me the Bears. No reason. Just that now they're winning and they suddenly have hopes that it'll play off and people are talking about possible playoff. So why not? Might as well keep winning at this point. Hmm. Man, if they were going up against anybody else besides the elite Joe Flacco, I will go with Cleveland here. 
I'll go the opposite way. That's why they're going to win. It's because they are going up against Joe Flacco. All right, Travis, now we move on to some college football bowl games. The first bowl game that there is, we have it on 98.9. The game It is Georgia Southern taking on Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern minus three. Travis, who do you got? Uh, I know you know a lot about these two teams, so yes. I can't wait for your analysis. Exactly. Uh, Georgia Southern six and six, Ohio nine and three. Their mascots are the Eagles and Bobcats. That's right. That's a close mascot matchup. Yeah. So I like that. Ooh, I thought it would be warmer in Myrtle Beach this time of year, but not really. Over under, by the way, is uh, 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will go. I will go Ohio here. Travis can go Ohio. I will go. I'll go Georgia Southern. Just to be different. We're either going to tie things back up this week or I'm going to pull away. One of the two. Yeah. And finally, Travis, we have the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl between 8 and 4 Jacksonville State and 6 and 6 Louisiana. Jacksonville State favored by 2.5. Over under on this one, Travis, 58.5. So expect a lot of offense. I will pick first here. And I will go Jacksonville State minus 2. As the last vestiges of Deion Sanders are going to play in a bowl game, and he will not. <laughs> That's right. So who upgraded and who's better off? One's playing in a bowl, one is not. Mm-hmm. That's right. Rest of my case. Uh, so uh, big fish, small pond, small fish, mediocre pond. So I don't think I can go against the Raging Cajuns in the New Orleans Bowl. So I'm going to pick Louisiana. I mean, it is kind of an unfair advantage, right? I mean, <laughs> you should never get to play at what is essentially a home game. Essentially, yes. Essentially. Uh, other bowl games going on, we have the Cricket Celebration Bowl between Howard and Florida A&M that I saw the vice president will be at, so there's that. Miami, Ohio will take on Appalachian State. That is 11-2, taking on 8-5. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl on Saturday. The New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State and Fresno State. That's another one. They shouldn't be allowed to be in it because they're from New Mexico. UCLA and Boise State in the Starco Brands LA Bowl out there at SoFi. Yeah. Again, LH, UCLA should not be in that game. <laughs> and uh, Cal will take on Texas Tech in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was in Louisiana. Yep, and Shreveport. I can't wait, Travis, till Monday when we have the famous Toastery Bowl. What does that mean? Famous Toastery. Uh, that's not the Pop-Tart Bowl, is it? No, because I know... I, I Well... Is it? Mm, I don't know. No. No. I was going to say, I thought ESPN had the Pop-Tart Bowl at one point. And this is on ESPN, so I would think that that's what it is. Famous Toastery Bowl. Nope. Can't wait for the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl coming up next week as well. Yes. Famous Toastery for breakfast, brunch, lunch, all at once. All right. <laughs> nice. So, no, it's not about Pop Tarts. Okay. That comes later. That's later on. That's right. That's what I was looking at. I was seeing who's in the uh, the Pop Tart Bowl. 
The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. That's a good one. Pop-Tart Bowl. North Carolina State and Kansas State. Yeah. That's not bad for Pop-Tarts. And don't forget the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl has Notre Dame in it. So, who's going to hang out with Tony the Tiger? We'll find out coming up Tony, in a couple weeks. The Tiger. Mm. If they don't have the Tony the Tiger there and and the winning teams and him going, this team's great. Then they've they missed an opportunity. It's great. It's great. What a great game. What a great game. I want him to do commentary. There you go. I mean, just like I mean, we're having Nickelodeon do commentary yeah. for the Super Bowl. Why can't we have Tony the Tiger? Yeah, we got uh, Patrick doing commentary for games Awful. in the NFL. Awful. Now nah, Patrick was awesome, and that one roasting Russell Wilson. Love it. Uh, all right. So, uh, what are we going to here? We got this date in NHL. Uh, so let's just go to uh, the uh, NHL here. As Eric mentioned in his uh, Sports Center hit last night, uh, the uh, post uh, Craig Brubiera for the Blues got off to uh, the win against the Ottawa Senators. Thanks to Sports Center yesterday for calling them the Washington Senators, uh, but the Blues won that one a four. The two, Robert Thomas had a, a couple of uh, goals for the Blues to lead the way. Jordan Bennington had a 32 as saves, but that was not what everyone was talking about, what everybody was talking about off the ice. And uh, Jordan uh, Cairo, one of the guys that the Blues have hitched their wagon to, as uh, the fan base has already kind of started to turn on him before uh, the pregame uh, comments uh, but uh, they feel like ever since he signed this extension that the Blues gave him a while back, that he's kind of been underperforming in the contract. And even before when they gave him that extension, you know, he's been kind of his play has been called into question a few times and whatnot. Basically, uh, before the game, uh, in pre-game meetings or whatever for mm-hmm. the media, uh, Jordan Cairo uh, was. He was asked about uh, Craig Berube, and he said, no comment. He's not my coach anymore. Hmm. So uh, that caught a wildfire that the Blues just hung on to there with his already underperformance of his contract extension. The uh, Kyra was booed at the beginning of a player introductions, and every time he touched the puck, he was booed. And we were in St. Louis, by the way. Mm-hmm. What are we, Philadelphia? Boone, our home players? I think that that is a city, Travis, that is upset and frustrated. <laughs> Very much so. Sports-wise. Very much so. I, it, on all facets, mm-hmm. they are yeah. upset and frustrated. Yeah. And speaking of a guy that was upset, Jordan Cairo was asked about that, uh, about the fans uh, booing him, and he got emotional, and he teared up a little bit and saying that he loves playing for the team, he loves playing for the city, and that it really hurt him when the fans booed him every time like that. I'm trying to figure out, and you may know more, Travis, why were the fans so upset? Well, like I said, the his underperformance and the basically kind of dismissing uh, Bruby like that. But it wasn't a false statement. He's not his coach anymore. As a player, you should right, be moving just, on. It's just how he it's just how he said it, and that's basically what he said after the game that he was really trying to look towards the future and whatnot. When was he asked this? Before the game, right before the Ottawa game. Okay, then that's a horrible time to be asking a player something like that. 
You should have asked it in a day off, a couple hours before the game, something like that. Yeah, it was like, I don't know how long ago it was before the game, but... It, when they're in... I mean, it was enough time where the news had circulated, and then when the fans got to the arena right. last night, they decided to uh, boo him in player intros, and every time he touched the puck, too. See, it's crazy. I, you can be upset at someone performing, but as I've always said, you can't be upset at someone for voicing their opinions. And in a way like this where he didn't badmouth the coach. Right. It's not like he came out and said, yeah, I've been underperforming. It's because we had a really bad coach who was coaching me. Right. Which yeah. he clearly could have said if that was the case. We don't know. Maybe he didn't get along with Coach Bruby that well. Mm-hmm. And that has caused the production to go down, which yeah. the fans are upset about. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a good thing. But I understand. It would be almost like if Phil Jackson got fired and they asked mm-hmm. MJ about it. And MJ, you know, in 98, let's say, Phil got fired. Last dance didn't go according to plan. Phil got fired. They asked MJ about Phil. And MJ just goes, he's not my coach anymore. We're moving on. Well, what about what what just happened with uh, the Cubs? What about them just getting rid of yeah. Ross? And some player asked about Ross, like, I don't care. He's not my manager anymore. Right. That's kind of how I took it. But, but again, the difference there is they were not getting ready to go into a game. Yeah. Athletes get into a different mode on game day. Right. Yeah, definitely uh, no doubt this was a situation that was blown way out of proportion uh, by the fans. And I think they even said it there that this is just a city that is just frustrated and Mm -hmm. the fan base is uh, frustrated as well. So definitely uh, the Blues taking the fans taking a little bit overboard uh, there. Like I said, Blues not having the season that they would have wanted or hoped or anything like that. Cardinals, we've beat to death lack of movement on that front. The Billikens aren't that great this year. They're getting outplayed. The Tiger basketball team hasn't done a whole lot, if you're a fan of the Tigers. And, Travis, we don't know the status of the Battlehawks. No wonder the city of St. Louis is on a fritz. I mean, the best sports franchise there is the soccer team. And it's in the offseason. It's the offseason, So exactly. you, you can't lean on that. No. And... They're frustrated with that because they had the best record in the West and had a first-round exit getting swept. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. even win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Frustrating times. Frustrating times to be in St. Louis. Very much so. Uh, but I think that this could be, like I mentioned, uh, Philadelphia there. What are we? That city, that's something, a city that we don't want to be compared to. But I would expect that the game on a Saturday is at Enterprise there with the Blues. I believe they take on the Stars. On a Saturday, I would expect that the fans will turn things around uh, now and um, uh, cheer Cairo. Just kind of what Philadelphia did with, uh, was it Baum there who had comments like, I hate this place. And then the Philly fans gave a stadium ovation after that. So, um, you know, yeah, it seemed like he was to take it to heart that the fans treated him that way and whatnot last night. And um, he did make some – he elaborated on his comments about uh, Bruby because he has been his head coach ever or for his entire career mm-hmm. and whatnot. So he did kind of had some good things to say after the game or whatnot. But uh, that was just uh, the talk of the water cooler today in the world of St. Louis. 
on the St. Louis sports. Now, so. Travis, before we get out of here, and I know that's the last thing you had written down before sports history. Before they stayed in sports, yeah. I wanted to talk some NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Coach Staley getting fired. Yep. We've heard some mentions on social media of people talking about Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. But what people don't remember, Travis, is they have a head coach in waiting. Do they? Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator. He is, yep. He's a guy who a lot of people thought for a couple of years was going to end up being a head coach somewhere mm-hmm. when he was the offensive coordinator at Dallas. Yep. I would be shocked if he just doesn't become the head coach of the Chargers. Right. Yeah. And I'd be shocked if he's not at least the interim coach and give him a chance here the final four games. But I don't think you can judge him because you don't have Justin Herbert. Exactly. Yeah. So. I I haven't seen who they said it was going to be the interim coach or anything. I would assume Kellen Moore. Otherwise, Derek Ansley is the defensive coordinator. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, I see some stats by Schefter, but I don't see anything about a replacement. And again, Travis, you're missing Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, and Joey Bosa. You can't judge. Joey Bosa, yeah. You can't judge this team, whoever the interim coach is. Mm. You can't judge it based off of this team. Right, yeah. So. So maybe that's one of the reasons why maybe he wouldn't be the the coach maybe maybe so all right travis one other nfl thing i wanted to talk about and it was a vote remember i told you about there was a vote that happened Mm-hmm. so yep the nfl continues to expand its brands across international waters only one team's ownership is pumping the brakes and with hilarious reason too Okay. CBS Sports NFL insider jonathan jones reports that chicago bears chairman george mccaskey was the only teen representative to vote against expanding international games. Mm. The reason behind McCansky's dissenting vote is almost as eye-opening as the fact that it was the Bears chairman casting alone, no vote in the matter. This is what he said, quote, We have generational talents coming in. Fans want to see Patrick Mahomes coming in. They want to see Josh Allen coming in. They want to see Jalen Hurts coming in. They want to see Tommy DeVito coming in. Yeah. Darn right. Standing up for Tommy DeVito. How's uh, that for a one-liner there at the end? Yep. That was a zinger. I mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> but, again, lost in the ha-ha there of putting Tommy DeVito's in with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. What they're trying to make is a good point, and this is why he voted no, Travis. As it was pointed out, the league expanding its slate of global games comes with lessening protections of home games for teams around the league. Mm-hmm. Previously, the NFL let teams protect four home games from being part of the league's international programs. But with this new vote, that number's been cut to two. That means teams have less control over which premier games it can host. That could lead to a hit in ticket sales, a slice coming out of game day revenues, but it also puts a cap on how often fans can see certain stars come to their town. For mm-hmm. example, Tom Brady. Yep. Played 335 regular season games in his 23-year career. Mm-hmm. He played against the Bears seven times. Mm. And how many times did he come to Chicago? Three times from 2001 to 2018. Yeah. He made his first ever start in Chicago. Mm. So by doing this, they're getting out of being able to see 
these players more often. Right. A great example is the game that was in Germany this year. Mm -hmm. Miami and the Chiefs. Right, yeah. That would have been a great game. It that would have been. You would have, if you were a fan of Miami, you may have wanted to go see Patrick Mahomes in Miami. Mm -hmm. Or, other way, Tyreek Hill returned to Kansas City. Yep, exactly. With and Tua Tonga-Vailoa in Kansas just City. Just with a great environment that yes. uh, Kansas City has for their home games. Or if you're a Dolphins fan who happens to live in Kansas City, or you're a Chiefs fan who lives in Miami, hey, my team's coming to my city. Oh, nope, they're going to Germany instead. Yeah. I can't go to Germany. Or I can't go to Brazil. Or I can't go to Spain. Right. I think that that is a good reason to vote no. And I'm sure. glad that McCaskey had the nerve and the guts to stand up when no one else did. And think about the fans. Right. Yeah. Because that no, is, that's valid. That's a valid argument that I, I didn't even think of when we were talking about this international thing. Mm. But the fact that how often do you see, what is it, a rotator? Like... Every like, three years or so, like you play each of the other di divisions, you know, it's so like the Bears. Yeah, let's say they like play that. like we'll say the NFC South and we'll say the AFC West or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be another three years till you play that team again. Mm -hmm. So if, for example, and again, the Bears are a bad example because no one really wants to see the Bears. But <laughs> if the Bears were to you know, be hosting, let's say, the the, the Texans. And you want to see C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Or even better example, the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Yep. And that game, for some reason, got moved to Spain. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you'll ever get to see Tommy DeVito again. Ever again. And considering he went to Illinois. Or the Bears to play Witherspoon and the Seahawks. And they moved right. that game to Brazil. Mm -hmm. You may not get to see that Illinois grad who I would assume has a lot of fans around here. They may not be fans of that team, but they're fans of that player who would want to go see him. Definitely, yep. And you're missing out on that opportunity. It's going to be another three years. And even then, that may be the Bears going out there. Mm -hmm. So it may be another three years after that before mm -hmm. they're back in Chicago. And there's no guarantee that player's still going to be on that team or even playing in the league. Right, yeah. Yeah, the NFL schedule is kind of uh, weird uh, with that, and they also kind of match up with divisions, and they also match up with uh, reflective where you placed in the standings in your di in your division with the uh, other teams. Kind of like a third place team in the AFC East will take on the third place in the West right. or something like that, and it's just kind of funky like that. But if you take away a home game it lessens your opportunity to see these stars. Right. Live. Yeah, no doubt. And the fact that they're expanding it even, even more. further. And not allowing these teams to protect half the games. Mm hmm Makes it so that, because the NFL wants the most marquee matchups overseas. Yeah. Well, there are people here in the States who would like to see those marquee matchups too in person. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's about growing the game. Well, you got to have a good home base before you grow. I think that the NFL is doing just fine. Well, I here. know they are, but again, you annoy the fans a little bit. Sure. Because, yeah. again, and I'm not talking about the true blue diehards. I'm talking about the casual guy who's, again, a fan of the Chiefs who lives in mm -hmm. Carolina. 
Yeah, it's fascinating how many dolphin fans there are out, yeah. out there that are just sprinkled all across the country. I mean, yep. I know with the Cowboys, of course, with you know being America's team and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they were always on TV back in the day. But it's fascinating of just how many Dolphins fans there are everywhere. Another great example, Travis, if we want to use history, because I brought up the Brady example, is Tony Romo playing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's another one. EIU grad. Yep. Dallas being such a big team. How many times did he play in Chicago? I'll have mm-hmm. to do some research for you, and and maybe I'll come back on Monday with that number. But right, that's another one where fans missed out. And I honestly want to say that one time that the Patriots faced the Bears, it wasn't even in Chicago. It was when uh, Soldier Field was getting renovated right. and they were in Champaign. Yeah. So I think Tom Brady didn't even go to Chicago all that often. He nope. played one game in Champaign yep. there that year. So just something to keep an eye on, something to think about as we, we advance the game, as you said. Right, yeah, grow the game. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. All right. So we need to get out of here and we need to get out of here with some of this date. All right. We'll start with yesterday, Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 14th, 1992, LA Raiders safety Eddie Anderson sets a Monday Night Football record with a 102 yard interception return off of Dan Marino. It was the Raiders' only score in a 20 7 loss to Miami. Mm-hmm. December 14th, 2007, after starting their season with the stunning upset of Michigan and Ann Arbor, Appalachian State claimed its third straight FCS national championship with a 49 21 win over Delaware. Finley Stadium in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Mountaineers were the first team to win three straight Division One AA or FCS national championships. A feat North Dakota State would later surpass with five straight titles. December 14, 2011, Chris Paul was traded from the Hornets to the Clippers just days after a trade that would have sent him to the Lakers was vetoed by David Stearns. Mm. On this day, 1995, Darren Quint, a 19-year-old rookie defenseman, Ties one of the NHL's oldest record when he scores two goals in four seconds to help the Winnipeg Jets defeat the visiting Edmonton Oilers 9-4. Quint scores at 7.51 and 7.55 of the second period to match the mark set by Nels Stewart of the Montreal Maroons back in 1931. Mm. On this date in 2002, Marvin Harrison catches nine passes for 172 yards and two touchdowns to break Herman Moore's single-season reception record of 123. Harrison finishes the year 143 catches, a record that was later broken by Michael Thomas in 2019. Mm. On this date in 2020, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a five-year Supermax deal with the Bucks for $228 million, setting a record for the largest contract in NBA history at the time. At the time, that's right. And Travis, one of your favorite things happened on this day back in 1968. No, did it really? Eagles fans throw snowballs at Santa. Yeah. You bring it up all the time, and I you do. just brought up being a Philly fan. So if Blues fans tomorrow night start throwing snowballs at Santa, we have a lot of problems because <laughs> yes, we there's do. not a lot of snow around here right now. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> uh, and that's indoors. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. December- it's something I always hold against them. <laughs> I know, Forever I know. we'll hold against them. Uh, December 16th, 2001, the Jags beat the Browns 15-10 to in a game later referred to as Bottlegate. The Browns entered at 6-6 and and need a win to remain in playoff contention late in the fourth quarter. A close play is called a reception, leading Tim Couch to spike the ball before review can be initiated. Terry McAlley still reviews the play after the spike, later citing a communication issue, overturns the completion, gives the ball to Jacksonville, ending the game. The finish of the game is delayed for 30 minutes while Cleveland fans pelt the field with bottles and debris. Yeah, I I think I kind of remember seeing videos of that. 
On this date in 2006, in a game between the Knicks and Denver Nuggets, there was a fight after which all 10 players on the court were ejected by Dick Bavetta and his officiating crew. The league eventually suspended seven of the players for a total of 47 games and fined each team $500,000. Yeah, I think I kind of remember that, too. Mm -hmm. December 16, 2014, the longest shootout in NHL history finally ends when Nick Burstad scores in the bottom of the 20th round to give the Panthers a 2-1 victory over the Capitals. Wow. It's getting your money's worth right uh-huh. there. <laughs> and December 16th, 2019, Drew Brees throws for four touchdowns to pass Peyton Manning for the most pass touchdowns in NFL history. Tom Brady currently holds that record in the win. Brees finished 29 of 30, good for a completion percentage of 96.67%. That broke Philip Rivers' record of 96.55 set in 2018 against the Cardinals. Yeah, I was going to say there was uh, that time where Drew Brees and Tom Brady were going back and forth with mm-hmm. the touchdown or the uh, the yards record yep. uh, there, too. Every other week, they were breaking each other's record. Mm-hmm. It was quite funny. And finally, December 17, 2000, 49ers wide receiver Terrell Owens becomes the first wide receiver in NFL history with 20 receptions in a game, doing so against the Bears. The Bears. 2000 Bears defense was not good. <laughs> uh, December 17, 2004, after helping beat the Yankees in the 21, 20, 2001 World Series, Diamondbacks pitcher Randy Johnson is traded to the Yankees in a three-team deal. deal was agreed on December 17th, but wouldn't become official till January 11th. Mm. <clears throat> and finally, December 17, 2016, with 115 yards rushing in the Las Vegas Bowl win over Houston, San Diego State running back Donnell Pumphrey broke Ron Dane's FBS record for career rushing yards. Pumphrey finishes his college career with 6,405 rushing yards. Hmm. And that does it for this day in sports history. That does it. All right. So I think that uh, does it for yep. us Yep. here on the program as well. So I we'll, agree. Uh, we'll get on out of here, pull up the Play outro. us out, Johnny. I don't have any Christmas music this time to play us out, that's but okay. that's all right. Thanks, Johnny. As we uh, get closer to the big day coming up here very soon, and we're also getting close to the end of the year oh, yeah. as well. So we're getting close to the one of the best shows that we do every year. Yep. We look back in the year and get our top sports stories of the year as well. That'll yep. be yep. dropping with the next couple weeks as well to close out of 2023. Yep. So we close out uh, today's show. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. Have a, a good weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to recap it all. Peace out.